0: Good morning and welcome to today's edition of 10 Minutes of Torah. Today's podcast, Daily Dose of Torah. Today is the fourth of Tamil's and uh, today's podcast is entitled The End of Shame. And uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. First, we start with the Hasidic anecdote for today. The fourth of Tammuz. Of course, yesterday was the third of Tammuz, the yard site of the Rebbe. And um, as providence would have it, today's uh, teaching, today's Hasidic teaching, expresses a very um, profound belief that the Rebbe held and had and uh, demonstrated namely, quote, a single chassid or student who devotes their entire heart mind and soul to study Torah and bolster its observance can bring sakhor, which means can bring great can create great impact to a large city with all its concerns The person's endeavors succeed in a manner that transcends the limitations of nature in the merit of the fathers of the world, namely the holy Rebbe's and our holy ancestors. What the is talking about here is the um, seemingly disproportionate impact that individuals can have on uh, large environments This is a very core belief of the Rebbe that everyone is an influencer. Everyone has the capacity to uh, influence. And if we understand that we're anchored in something uh, much larger than ourselves, then the influence is much larger and greater than what we as individuals could accomplish, because we're not just representing ourselves as individuals, every Jew. Is a representation of a much larger story of chosid is a representation of his Rebbe, and puts oneself into a completely different um, sphere in terms of the ability to influence and to impact. So, providentially, um, this particular Hasidic teaching coincides with uh, the side of Rabbi Yitzchok David Groner of blessed memory, who was. Um, uh, the Rebbe's Emissary to my uh, original hometown of Melbourne, Australia which was a, uh, which is a large city and a large uh, a Jewish community and uh, he very much very much uh, embodied uh, this teaching um, in, in so much as he was a tremendous um, force of uh, impact in the community, created very very large and successful uh, institutions and uh, all born not only of hard work and uh, determination but born of the realization that he was an agent of the Rebbe, an emissary Draba and thus um, carried with him um, the ability to influence in a in a way that 's much greater than what he would have been capable of on his own, so this idea of people. Transforming cities or environments and changing their landscape in a, in a spiritual way is um, uh, is something that I can certainly attest to in terms of what he accomplished in my original hometown and uh, but but this is a you know a very broad principle of how individuals can have very very disproportionate influence and impact and of course, as we've mentioned a number of times. The pandemic in its own way is a very, very obvious example of how um, one lab, one person, one incident in, a re- in, in one province of the universe can have a global impact. Um, but it starts, obviously, um, within the initial environment that a person is in and then it filters out um, from there. So that's the city teaching for today, the 4th of uh, Tamuz the um talking about um representing something that, that all of us ultimately represent our creator um and therefore a, a force that is more powerful than convention and than nature and um than the universe itself because god is the source god is the creator today's torah portion um talks about the the process of uh, purification For someone who had become ritually defiled um, through coming in contact with a dead body and um, it's the very um, unusual process called the the red heifer where red heifer is burned and its ashes are used sprinkled with water um, on an individual who had come in contact with um, a dead body Um, and what's interesting, there are a lot of interesting aspects to this, but, but one is that this mixture brought purification to the uh, individual who had become ritually impure through touching the dead body, but the priests, the Kohanes, the Kohanim, who prepared this mixture became impure in the process. So everything, everything, about, the, everything about this process um, is completely beyond the pale of human logic. How the same process can purify the end user and bring impurity to the one who's bringing purity to the one who's impure—it's all—it's all counterintuitive, and it all points towards the fact that this is a, this is a godly program. It's a divine program, and um, and and completely beyond the convention of human rationale. And God's saying, "Well, th- this is the process," so. The Rebbe spoke about this uh, on, on a personal level after the passing of his wife, the Rebbiton, uh, in 1988. And of course, this is very relevant, as yesterday we commemorate the Rebbe's yardside. And the Rebbe, the Rebbe grieved tremendously um, over the passing uh, of his wife. And in drawing from this, uh, this procedure of the red heifer that, as I said, has so many logic defying components to it and I only mentioned one of them the fact that it brings impurity to the priest who is administering purity to the person who is impure so the Rebbe said at the the end of the day what we are talking about here is is not just we are not just only talking about purity um, in the ritual sense that someone who touches a dead body becomes impure there is the legal aspect to that the Rebbe said there is also the psychological aspect to that in other words, that a person who comes in contact with death feels impure, feels tremendous, tremendous pain, tremendous grief, and doesn't see a way forward. Often, can't see um, a, uh, a a way to, to to ever sometimes return to normalcy. Um, the loss, the pain, the grief is too is is, is so profound, so gaping, and feels like um, it's there. There's there's no healing, and the Rebbe said that from, from a human perspective, that's, that's, that's legitimate, that's real, um, that's a real sentiment. And ultimately, the, the capacity for people to be able to move on um, in life have, after experiencing loss, the pain, the grief, and everything that comes with that is ultimately um, something that comes directly from God and not something of our own doing it defies logic but it does defy logic because human logic and, and rationale would say you know uh, in, in, that it's just that life will never be the same and um, it's difficult to conceive of um, a return to normalcy in any way so all of those sentiments are legitimate from a human perspective and what this whole process is, is teaching us is that God is the one who ultimately plugs us in to a power higher and greater than ourselves. And that is where the juice comes, to be able to continue living life and embrace life in a, in, in a full and a complete way. So that's the uh, Torah reading for today. And um, this brings us to the Tanya for today, the very fascinating discussion about the 22 Hebrew letters. The 22 Hebrew letters are the DNA of the universe, which means this is the mechanism through which God created the world, uh, the Hebrew letters. So each one of the letters is like a stream of energy, um, and it's, its graphic design is the way in which that energy is particularly um, channeled. Uh, into the universe so all phenomena everything that exists in the universe is a particular combination and constellation of um, Hebrew letters that is the DNA of the universe and the uh, altar uh, talks about uh, the idea of letters obviously as we know them there's, they exist in two conscious um, spaces one is the spoken word when we speak letters when we communicate and in that form and that when we speak letters, we speak words. They become externalized, they, they're, and they're out there. And then we have the letters as they exist within our within our mind, within our brain, before we actually communicate them. So the difference between one of the differences between human speech and divine speech is that um, when we speak, that is the way we can create um, talking about influence and impact. Um, because through our communication, we can inspire, we can impact, we can create things. Um, God, not only does does creation come about as a result of His spoken communication, God's thoughts also create worlds. And um, this is the concept known in Kabbalah as hidden worlds and revealed worlds. Revealed worlds, meaning when God speaks. Words into um, actual what we what the equivalent of verbal communication this creates what we call what we call the revealed world. The revealed world is the world that we see. God's thoughts create hidden worlds, which means the reality that we don't see. Ultimately, they all come from the same source, which means that a lot of what we see is actually only the lowest rung of what's really happening in a more hidden way at a deeper at a deeper level at a deeper level of consciousness which we can um plug into and this is actually one of the differences between the days of the week the six days of the week and shabbat shabbat is a product of the energy of the spoken word and therefore um we we relate to the world more in uh, more based on what we see and therefore, we see an imperfect world and work for six days a week to make it better. On Shabbos, we plug into the world as it's the product of divine thought. And there, the, the quote-unquote hidden world is a more wholesome world, is a more unified world. And so on Shabbat, we're not in fix mode. We're not, in, we're not trying to improve or fix or make it anything better. We plug into and connect to the wholesome energy that that is... So that's the uh, um, a little bit from the Tanya for today, and for the uh, as to the title of today, the end of shame. Uh, yesterday was the uh, uh, as I mentioned the the passing the the anniversary the passing of the Rebbe Gimel tamil the twenty seventh anniversary. Uh, yesterday is also the fortieth anniversary of the. Um, cycle of daily study of Maimonides book of Jewish law which is one of the things we include in our segment each day called Mishnah Torah which means the repetition of the Torah and um, he also wrote along with that a book called Sefer HaMitzvot which documents all of the 613 Mitzvot commandments and of course we include this each day so today we're starting the new cycle of daily study of three chapters of the book of Jewish law called Mishneh Torah compiled by the great um, medieval sage Maimonides, Arambam Rambam, Rabbeinu Moshe ben Maimon, lived in the eleventh end of the 11th, beginning of the 12th century from Cordova, Spain and Morocco um, and ultimately was buried in Tiberias in Israel after living for a number of years in Egypt and um, he begins each section of um, Jewish law with a quotation, with a verse, quotation from the Bible. And um, the one that he opens the entire book with is this verse. This is a quote from Psalms in which King David says, Then I will not be ashamed when I will behold your commandments. And in the context of the study of Maimonides Rambam, what, um, what this means is this, the, the, one of the unique elements of studying the laws of Jewish law as compiled by Maimonides, by the Rambam, is that it is the most comprehensive work and body of Jewish law. There is no other code of Jewish law that actually covers all the 613 commandments, which means the commandments that also pertain to the existence of the temple and many of the laws associated with that. All of the other codifiers of Jewish law um, um, deal with law that is practically implementable now in the state of exile. Maimonides is the only one who covers the entire spectrum of Jewish law. So if a person wants to know every Jewish law and a person wants to know every mitzvah, every commandment, and every law, there's only one address and that's Maimonides' Rambam. And therefore it's an obligation and incumbent upon every person to study Rambam because we have an obligation to know every mitzvah, to know all of Jewish law. And there's only one way to accomplish that. And that is through the study of Maimonides' compilation of the Jewish law. And therefore, he starts the whole compilation with, I will not be embarrassed when I look at your mitzvahs because we don't want to be embarrassed or ashamed of uh, well what are the mitzvahs what are they, how many are there what do they entail so there's the, the, the answer to the end of shame is daily study of Rambam, Maimonides and then we can all be not ashamed of what we don't know but proud of what we do know so join us each day as we journey through Rambam's compilation of Jewish law, so that we will all gain much knowledge and insight and familiarity with our very own Torah, which is the very purpose of our being in this world, to learn it, love it, live it, make it a great day, And thanks for joining. Tomorrow we'll be broadcasting on Jewish.tv's Facebook page. Look forward to seeing you there, God willing. Make it a great day.